welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this morning by a hip-hop artist um, whose, uh, whose record, uh, No More Excuses, came out in 2020, although there's also a chopped and screwed version of that as well. Um, mm -hmm. He just dropped a new song uh, this past week called Shakedown, uh, streaming everywhere, and he's working on new music. Um, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions artistry and why he does what he does. Thank you very much. C. Yonko, a.k.a. Cameron, to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me, Ben. You're welcome, man. How you doing? Doing pretty good. You know, just got up this morning. It's Easter Sunday. Uh, cooked some, my family some breakfast. I haven't had a chance to eat yet, but, you know, I'll do it after after this. This comes first. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, I've just kind of just been enjoying my time with the family. Uh, enjoying I usually travel whenever I do go visit my grandma lives out of state so I like to visit her as often as possible um, just because like even with the pandemic I really didn't go out and do a lot of stuff I just basically just had my family my immediate family at uh, home in Milwaukee and then traveling out here to visit my grandma so awesome been pretty nice good yeah I also have not eaten yet um I've been drinking coffee but that's not going to cut it so oh man you have an early morning or do you just do that to keep your, get yourself awake? Um, well, today um, I edited an episode when I woke up and so I've definitely been using my brain power, you know, um, mm -hmm. I just kind of drink as I go along. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a busy morning, I guess, in that regard. Like uh, definitely um, I have an episode after you, too. So, OK, nice. OK. So you're yeah. going to have a really, really, really busy day today. Yeah, man. Some days aren't my days off, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, no days off. Got to get it. How no you right. Yeah, precisely. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And um, so Cameron, we met in class at UWM. Uh, it was a communication class. Mm -hmm. I just remember like you were the kid who always brought food. You were always eating in class. Yeah. Um, and you're eating some good shit. Like you were eating like like hot meals um, <laughs> in class. Cause it was like we had class like right, it was like 1230 or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was around the lunchtime. That's I I in between classes, I would stop, get some food, and then just head to class. And I just as long as the professor let me eat, I I take advantage of that. So I'd bring in. I either buy lunches, like uh, I get something for me, the Burger King. Uh, there was like a little Asian spot over by the corner. Um, I used to get stuff from Taco Bell. I used to just just get plenty of food. I honestly, the amount of money I spent while I was in college on food is ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous, but I don't regret any of it because it was all fire. Yeah, they don't make it easy, like because. Mm -mm. When you're going from class to class, you kind of just have to grab stuff as like mm -hmm. when you have time, like. Yeah. Sometimes you have to grab and go. Um, I've definitely like, you know, wolfed down a sandwich like mm -hmm. as I'm walking. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot of time you always get to like sit and enjoy a meal in college. But yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I ate tons of union food. I there was kind of like those places where like I try it once and it just didn't agree with me. And mm -hmm. I never went back, you know, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, I do miss Pacific raps. Like, yes. They, they yeah, have some really good raps. Really good raps. Yeah. A1 raps. Totally. Uh, Sometimes, you know, 
Union Station was always hit or miss. Like mm-hmm. some of their like pasta dishes were really fire. Yeah. But, like their like grab and go stuff was just so bland. Like yeah. yeah, no. If it's not hot food from the station, I'm not gonna get it. I got like the chicken sandwiches, the burgers they used to have, chicken tenders, like any of that grab and go food. I mean, even the uh the was it like a juice or smoothie station that they had? Oh yeah. Even if just get one of those, you'll be good for a couple hours. But that grab and go stuff, no, nah, can't do that. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm also not about to get sushi from there. Um, mm. no, I can't do that. I sushi is one of like because I love it so much, I can't ruin it with like, mm. you know, like something that's prepared in a college hall. You know, yeah. like that's that has to stay authentic for me at all times yeah no i mean when you have something good like that you have a standard when it comes to that specific food so like for me burgers i don't just eat any burgers like it's got to be like a real burger like i'm talking like bacon egg barbecue sauce like it's got to be a real burger so i'm i the sushi i see the best sushi that i i personally had was from a japanese restaurant called kawa that's over at bible by Shore. The T-Rex roll is like the only roll I ever get from there. It's so good. So good. So any other sushi, I don't really touch it unless it's that. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've driven past that Kawa. I know there's the uh, there's the Kawa that's like off of North over here. Yeah. I've been to that one, but that, I haven't been to the one by Bayshore. So I prefer the one over by Bayshore just because I accidentally ordered something from the one over there. And it was a, it was a T-Rex roll, the same exact roll, but it just... It didn't. It did not taste right. So I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna stick with one over five days." Like they have, they have yet to let me down. So I'm gonna go ahead and stick with that one. Yeah, that's funny. Um, here's a burger question: Do you form your own patties? That's something I've gotten into doing lately. Like you're talking about, like rolling them up or like yeah. smashing them. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah. I mean, for the most part. Yeah, I usually roll it up before I smash my patties. Um, I used to work at a restaurant called the ruckus and we always work like we always work with smash patties so for the longest time i would just just take out a chunk of meat and then just kind of smash it down um once because like the utensils that we had were so like specific for that i usually don't do that when i'm at home but if i had to like if i had to make one i would definitely do like a smash patty yeah those are pretty yeah. good yeah because i um you know i was always getting like the pre-made patties like mm-hmm. from pick and save like where they were already formed and my dad kept telling me like, no, you got to form your own patties. You got to, you got to do it yourself. It's going to be so much better. And I started, that was like something I got in the habit of lately. And uh, mm-hmm. it's nice. Cause um, if I want like a really mean burger, like mm-hmm. big ass patty and like, yeah. Nice. Yeah. If you get them already pre-made, it's harder to like make your own size patty. So I get, I get that aspect of it, but it, like, if you're like on a time crunch, you could just those pre-made ones are clutch you just take it put it in the oven you're good to go yeah i was also just lazy you know <laughs> <laughs> right yeah well cameron so um yeah i so i like you know we after we had class i got wind in the last year that you know you were all you were also making hip-hop music you know you were you were dropping records and uh you were yeah i was like i, I don't even know if I knew that about you that like you made music so I got mm-hmm. really curious and intrigued and so um we're going to talk all about what you've been working on lately and everything but first we'll take it back okay. a little bit so right. are you did you grow up in Milwaukee yeah I'm born and raised in Milwaukee so 
my entire life has literally been in this little small little city in Wisconsin. But I mean, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Milwaukee. Um, I love it. Like I actually just, I love the city itself, but I just hate the fact that I've been here so long. So I kind of want to go out and just to kind of experience other stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's Milwaukee born and raised. So uh, where, what part of the city you grow up in? Uh, the Northwest side, uh, if you look on the maps, it's like in, uh, in the Hampton Heights area. Um, okay. A lot of people like a landmark that we have over by where I live, it's like Midtown. It's like just a place where it's a bunch of different stores. It used to be like a Walmart, pick and save, um, like cousins, all all kinds of stores just in that that one area. So, yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Well, okay. So, um, yeah, man, I'd love to hear about when your interest in music, um, like how did it all kind of like start you know like what did, what did you grow up listening to like what did you have playing on on in the house okay so going back to like the beginning um i was about five or six when my parents uh started taking me to get drum lessons so that was my first like gateway into music um i just for me as like being a child like i just banging that opportunity to bang on anything was just I, like i'm gonna take that so drums was perfect for me it's so, cathartic yeah. exactly and like as like as i was going through in the gears like learning like, learning like the patterns and the rhythms with drumming was interesting especially with like you're using your arms and your feet too so like you really got to be in sync with everything but so i started off playing the drums um and i actually went to um a christian private school when i was younger so uh, i was me and my sister so it was like a school of like 23 people like it was super super small but one of the teachers there uh, actually taught me and my sisters how to play piano. So that mm -hmm. I didn't start that until like around like maybe 11, 12. So um, I, so I, the, my entrance music was the drums and the piano. Um, so that's right, inspiration from music. A lot of the times when I grew up, I was mainly listening to jazz, reggae uh, and gospel. Gospel because I uh, grew, grew up in a Christian background so that was always like the main Sunday morning, driving back and forth to school that my mom would always be playing that kind of music in the car. And my dad's from Jamaica. So that's where I got the reggae roots from. So anytime I'm driving around with him, he's always listening to reggae, whether it be the older stuff, the newer stuff, but it was just, so gospel and reggae were like the two heavy influences growing up. And then as I started to get older, like around like starting high school, that's when I, my dad usually started listening to more jazz. Like he had been growing up in reggae. He's been from Jamaica, but then he started branching off into different music too. And that's where the jazz influence comes from. So he will always listen to smooth jazz whenever he pick us up from classes and stuff like that. Or like whenever I have like a track meets or anything like that, he always have that stuff playing in the car. So uh, yeah, gospel, jazz, reggae were like the three heavy influences for me. I didn't actually start listening into hip hop until I started high school. And the, one of the main reasons why I listened to it is just because most of my friends listened to it around that time too. And I obviously wanted to be included in stuff. So I started listening to a hip hop rap around that time. And the first rapper I ever listened to was Lil Wayne. And that was like around the time when Wayne was like really, really hot. So that was my, my first interest in music. Like I know, I whenever I tell people this, it's really crazy because people, when they think of like hip hop, like around my age, they'll think about like Wayne, but then they'll think about like Tupac, Biggie, 
Jay-Z, like all those older rappers. And I, I did, literally didn't have any experience or listen to any of that stuff until Lil Wayne. And then that's when I got my interest into music. So, yeah. uh, so yeah. that's, so that's like from, for me, my ear and what I listen to when I listen to music is completely different than anybody else's just because of the, my background influences and then like how I kind of transitioned into this stuff. For sure. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's dope. It's cool that, you know, you grew up with an, uh, like a, an appreciation, like a uh, appreciation from your like heritage and your upbringing, um, an appreciation for like that kind of music. And Wayne was, I feel like that's a like, especially people like our age, like a lot of people that started with Wayne, I feel like, you know, mid 2000s, like, First time I heard about Wayne, he was on the soundtrack to Midnight Club 3. And uh, that was a video game I loved when I was a kid. And uh, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it's like, that was some of my first exposure to hip hop music too. Yeah, um, from that point on. Um, so how did you kind of like start making, where did your interest in making music of your own start? Like from there? So um, I mentioned, <clears throat> I used to play drums. Why they grow up playing drums. So when I got to high school, uh, went to Rufus King. Um, one of the things I took, I obviously took band because I loved music. So um, I, I got into like more like creating music, like more of like orchestra band kind of stuff from taking the classes. But at that time when I joined freshman year, I learned about drumline. And I was like, okay, that's perfect for me. Cause one, I play drums and two, like who wouldn't want to be on the drum line. I grew up uh, watching drum line with Nick Cannon. So like that, that was, that was like all around the same time. So that was really big for me when I, <clears throat> when I first went to high school. So I tried out for the drum line, um, got put on varsity drum line for quads. It's the, the four drums. Yeah. And then um, as like right before competition, the captain wanted me to move to snare because he saw how skilled I was playing quads. So I, I, once I got to drum line, uh, did varsity drum line for four straight years, we swept city, we won every single year. So like, so I, it, when you win that championship or when you go to like, we went to Chicago too and won some competitions down there. But once, once you have like that high from winning like stuff like that, you always wanna be involved with music. So. After I graduated, I kind of wanted to do something with like drumline after school. But when I got to UWM, they didn't, have, they didn't necessarily have a drumline. So it was like, all right, we could either start our own drumline or I can just like, hey, I'm just gonna let it go. And just, that, that was like a past part of my life. So um, after we tried talking uh, to get the drumline started, but it kind of just flamed out. So at that point, I was just like really itching to do something. Like I, I'm so used for like, four or five years just playing music nonstop. And then like, I just had a, a shut off. So one of my coping me mechanisms for that was I would just always listen to music or like like actual songs, or I would listen to instrumentals. And when I was, I used to listen on SoundCloud back when SoundCloud was like first starting out. So I was always listening to like random stuff that popped up on my, my feed. And then I found some instrumentals from uh, artists named Graphic Music. And so uh, he had gone viral a couple of times for different beats that he had. Uh, he primarily makes like the stuff for dancers. So like you'll see a lot of uh, his videos with more like dancing, like people dancing to it. Sure. But so like as a way to cope, I was just listening to those instrumentals over and over and over. 
and like just to listen to them, just to appreciate them because like in band there was no lyrics or anything it was just music appreciating music so i would just listen to the instrument over and over and over and over and then finally i just found one that i liked and i was just like it's like i don't know why but i just really want to write to this one so then i just started sitting in my van with my phone and while the song was playing on soundcloud i was just literally just say whatever came to my mind and around that time that i was writing my first song um fast and furious that that like the beginning of that was like really big at the time so um i think i had just watched the movie when i was sitting in the car and i just heard one of the beats it was called like sauce it up and i was just listening to it and i was just like something's on my mind in this way you know me having like i just started writing stuff down and i was just like hold on a second i had like i i, I had dominetti in my head and then I was like, okay, how do I connect everything back to Dominetti? So like every single bar that I wrote down had something to do with it. So then like I was just, I was just sitting there writing it. Like I I'm gonna rewind a little bit. Um back in high school, um, one of my favorite classes was an English class. It was like a IB lit performance. And we always like our teacher was one of the strictest teachers in the school. Like a C in her class is an A literally anywhere else. So I just learned how to like dissect poems and stuff like that, like yeah. writing, like I was just really good at writing at that time, just because like, I love challenging stuff. And that that was one of the hardest classes I ever had, but I learned so much from it. So like I, all my writing skills and everything that I got was from that time period. So I already had that knowledge in my head moving forward when I got to college, I just never really did anything for it. Like I knew, like I, my major was, journalism, advertising, media study. Like I knew it was good at writing, but I didn't know necessarily what I wanted to do with it. So then I got like the writing skills that I had there and, and then mix it with like the music that I got from high school and then the music from like, or like the itch to like do something after I stopped really playing. And then that's kind of how it got together. And that's why I was sitting in the car, like just writing stuff down, listening to instrumentals. So that's how it kind of came together. I never really wanted to like, do music like it wasn't like a burning passion growing up or anything like that but it was just it was just something that kind of happened because i was so good at music and i was so good at writing so it was just seemed like a natural fit to me so that's how i got into like the music part of the music um industry but uh but yeah so i was just sitting in the car and i was just sitting there writing you know and i had this thing written out and everything and i was like okay cool i'm done like i I didn't have a studio to record. I didn't. I didn't know anything about music. I just literally had SoundCloud and a pad on my phone, and I wrote my first song there. And that was that was the Diamond Lady. That's the first song I ever wrote. And so I was just sitting on it. And then one day, like I just, I it was it was a few months where I just had it sitting on my phone. And then uh, I met this guy. Uh, I was working. I was uh, working at Ruckus. I was a manager there. I was on break, and I was just sitting there writing to a different song. And then some a kid just came up to me while I was in break. He's like, hey, do you rap? I was like, it's like, no, I, I don't rap, but I write. He's like, oh, cool. Well, I have a studio. You should hit me up sometime. I was like, all right, cool. So I got his snap and then I completely forgot about it. Like it was just like on the wayside. Then I remember one day I was writing, writing a different song. And then I like recorded myself like rapping or like on my Snapchat. So my friends would see it. Then all of a sudden I get a snap from this guy named Oliver. I'm like, I'm thinking it's a different Oliver, like somebody I went to school, like UWM with. I'm like, okay. And he like had the, the little screen recorder of his studio. I was like, okay. 
this is cool. I like this. I like this. And he just say, hey, come through, record. I was like, okay, cool. But, and then I actually went to his house, was ready to record. And when I got to the door, I realized it was a different, it was the guy that I saw at Ruckus, not the other Oliver I was thinking of. But anyway, I was like, okay, cool, I'm here. So then I just sat down, talked to him a little bit. And then he just told me, he, like he, he had just, like he was in the beginning stages of like mixing stuff for people. Like he had artists that would pay him to mix his stuff for me. I don't, he just, for me, he just always did everything for free. Like he was just, we just established a, a cool relationship where oh. I just hit him up, he'll, he'll hit me up. We just, it was just cool. So I go to the studio and he play, I've given the song that I had, he adds it in his, uh, the studio, gets me to recording in, in the, his closet and I'm just sitting there and I'm just like listening to instrumental. This is why I like listening to instrumentals just because like, I listen more for like the energy of the song than like the actual lyrics itself. So then I was just like, all right, then I'm just saying, started describing how I felt about like the beat or like what was on my mind. And then that's how I recorded Damaletti. And I actually did that one in one take, just straight through the entire thing. And then he, that was it. Like I didn't, I didn't do like another take. I didn't do that. What I put out that first time was what it was. And I think that's, for me personally, I think that's why it's one of my best songs or the biggest song that I have right now, just because it was just more natural. Once I started like kind of thinking about like different things to try with different songs, I feel like I didn't have that same connection that people got from that first one. But, uh, which is, that's, that's something I'm trying to get back into. But, uh, but yeah, that's how I got started. Like I just, I recorded it there, shared it with my friends and they're like, hey, you should, you should do your job this. I'm like, how do I do that? He told me about DistroKid. I was like, oh, cool. I can drop my own stuff. That, And then it, everything just kind of went from there. And that's how I got to where I am right now. Dude, that's so dope, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that uh, it all just kind of like snowballed. Um, it sounds like, you know, it just seemed like, you know, by chance, you know, you met the right dude at the right time. And uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and he was just so generous to like, you know, uh, give the opportunity. Like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, what um what year was that? How long ago was that? Um, I think all this happened back in 2016 or 2017. Sure. It was so it was like it was like I think I wrote the song back in 2016, but it did actually get released until 2018. Cause that's when I, everything started going forward. Right. Okay, cool. All right. So yeah. so from that point on, I imagine you just kept writing and kept mm -hmm. uh, seeing how you could keep uh, experimenting. Yeah, and then actually when I, when I, from going to his studio constantly, I started getting familiar with the program that he was using to like record everything. And he also made beats too. So um, I, I told him I was a drummer. I told her if like I had a ear for music and he's like, oh, you should try making certain beats. I mean, I think, I remember it was like one beat that he, uh, that I wanted to record to and it was just super loud. And it was kind of like, just like, it would be terrible to record with. And he was kept telling me like, Hey, you need to find some little bit better beats just because these aren't really quality ones. So that's where the idea for making my own beats came from. So then he like he showed me, he walked me through like the basics of how to like start everything, how to build it. And then I just from like hours of just toying around with it and playing with the program, I started making beats. So uh the first beat I ever made was just garbage. And if I go back and listen to it now, it's it was awful i thought it was so great at the time but i listened to it now i'm like yeah this is not it but but that got me started with making beats and because every beat that i made it would always be something that i didn't like or something that bugged me a little bit about the beat 
And to fix it, I just start a new one. So then I would just, that's how I started making a ton of beats. And that's how I started getting uh, pretty good with that. So um, around the time when I was recording there with him, I was actually starting to make beats too. So it was like, I would go there for two different things. But the thing with that is because I wasn't so focused on the lyrics anymore. I was more focused on like building the actual beat itself. My time in my brain kind of got split. Like stuff that I was really sharp on with writing kind of started going by the wayside because I wasn't really doing those exercises because I'm learning how to do something else now. So um, so that's how I actually got started with making beats too. So I make my beats, I write the lyrics. And then just when the beginning of COVID started, I started actually mixing my old vocals now. So so it's, it's, it's I'm just doing a lot of different stuff at the same time now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're kind of like as opposed to like focusing on one thing, like getting really good at one thing, like at like one at a time. You're kind of trying to like build several things at once, and mm -hmm. uh, that's yeah, cool. that's a way to go about it for sure. Um, mm -hmm. How did you become C Yonko? So um, sophomore year college was um I have a really good friend I went to high school with named Dwayne Streeter uh he we, we he was uh living at Cambridge at the time when we when I was in um starting my sophomore year of school and after every class I would just be bored like I had nothing to do I'd be on campus for hours because my older sister uh went to UWM too but we carpooled because we, we lived at home then so I, I was on while I was waiting for her to get done with all her classes and stuff so we could go home I was just on campus all the time so I just call him and say hey what are you doing nothing cool let's hang out so then I'd go to his room at Cambridge and we used to just chill in there and I just he, I, I noticed he was watching anime I never watched anime before that point and I was like like what is this that you're watching and he would just like tell me like oh this is Soul Eater or this is Attack on Titan and I was like okay yeah. weird but I mean I'm bored so I'm just gonna sit here and watch it and then I sat, sat there and watched it and I was like this is really good. Like these, these plots are really, really good. Like I had never experienced anything like that. So I was like, all right, I think I'm going to start getting into anime. So then I just had him give me a list of animes that I would watch and that were really good. And one of them that he gave me was One Piece. One Piece was like, I think at the point that I started was like, it was, it were like at least 400 episodes deep. So, and I remember like when I, when I was growing up, I used to go to Florida and visit my aunt. And I remember I was watching the anime there uh, called One Piece. So I was like, oh, so I'm seeing a little bit of this. Like I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with this, but I, it was like, it was just something that just happened to come on. I think it was either like Cartoon Network or something like that. So um, so when he mentioned One Piece and I started watching it, I'm like, oh, I, I have some familiarity with this. So I'm gonna go ahead and watch this one. So I watched it from like the beginning to like where we are caught up to now and hands down, one Piece is my favorite anime just because like the detail and the story and the plot itself is just and like it's so insane. If you watch every single episode up to the current date, it would blow your mind. So I was just like because like it was just so detailed and so like the like you you it literally kept you on toes the entire time. I was like, you know what? This is my favorite anime. So then like I I was like when I was coming up for different names, I was like, I used to use C Smooth all the time just because like you was just like something I would just, it felt like it was more natural. And it was a jazz song called C Smooth too. So that's where I also got the idea for that. But I was like, 
I think I should change it up. I should think I should do something different. I'm like, okay, so I can't do do Cameron because somebody already Cameron out there. Uh, I don't want to do too smooth. And I was like, okay, hey, well, what's something I really like? And at the time, I was like, okay, I'm a really, really big fan of One Piece. So I was like, okay. And then I think around that time that I came up with the name, uh, Luffy was starting to become a Yonko. And Yonko is basically like an emperor. There's like four of them. They're, they have their own territories in the seas. Like you, they're four people that you do not want to mess with. Yeah, okay. So uh, Luffy was working his way up to becoming a Yonko. So I was like, okay. So I got C from the name Cameron. I was like, why am I not a Yonko? I mean, I got a crew. I got people that I work with. I have like, everybody's got their own specific skill set. Like that just, for me, that just made sense for me. So, and then like Yonko, like it, in a way for me to like, make sure that I'm in charge of myself was like, Yonko was like a boss. It's like a, a head person. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go ahead and stick with C Yonko. So that's where I got that from. And I just, like for me, when I, whenever I'm doing like writing music or uh, trying to come up with an idea for a song, I usually look online or, or on either on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, whatnot. I try to find pockets to where I can get songs played in. That's why, like, when I, uh, the reason why, uh, another thing, good thing about Diamond Letty is when I first made that, I had a pocket. So it was really easy to search. And there was no other, really, any other songs out like that. Now, since then, there's been a couple other songs that come out with the name Diamond Letty. But at the time, like, there was no other songs. So when I was looking for like the name Siyanko, I found a pocket, like nobody else, like there was no duplicate of the name. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and take that and that's gonna be my name. So that's how I got the name Siyanko. Tight, awesome. Yeah, cause I was like, oh shit, this is Cameron. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I saw like C, or I don't know if you like posted about it or if I saw the name Siyanko, but then I put two and two together. I'm like, oh shit, mm-hmm. like I didn't even know Cameron made music. Um, yeah. That's so. what a lot of people told me. Like, that lot, a lot of people didn't see me going in a direction. But I'm just like, I mean, right now, it's still kind of like a, like a side thing until, like, I get enough traction to make it full time. But, like, yeah, it was just it was just something that, like I said, I just, it was a coping mechanism for me because I really, really love music. And I really wasn't doing anything with music at the time. And I was just happy to be really good with writing. So, yeah, it was just a way to kind of just marry the two things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you had asked me if I was going to go into that, definitely would not have seen that coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, but it's cool to be able to use like the the journalism like uh, trajectory in a creative way. That's mm-hmm. uh, powerful, definitely. Yeah. So, tell me about no more excuses. So, no more excuses. Um, the reason why I named that one no more excuses is because like I'm still having an issue with it now. But like at the time, I was very nitpicky about every single song. Like every single song I had, it had to be a specific way. If it wasn't that way, it was a problem. And so like, because it was getting to that point, I feel like nothing was ever getting done. So I was just like, okay, like I, it's almost there, but it's not where I want it to be. It's almost there, but it's not where I want it to be. And people kept telling me, it's like, Cameron, it's never gonna be where you want it to be. Just, just release me as a camera. It's never gonna be where you want it to be. Just drop yeah. it like it's it and to this day like i'm because i'm a perfectionist like they're like there's no such thing as perfection it's like that's true but there's elements that i'm looking for that my i want my song to be on par with and so like for me that's what i want my stuff to sound like and but because like 
literally nobody else but me was like would like understand that would hear it i was just like you know what at this point if everybody's telling me this this thing maybe i just have to go with it so then i was like all right cam you're just gonna you're just gonna all these songs that you have right here you're gonna drop these these are all these are all gonna be released and you have no more excuses no none you're, you're gonna just take that and you're gonna put it out so then around the time when it first started coming out it was like okay then like i didn't have any ideas for artwork that just happened i just happened to find somebody that was able to do my artwork um i didn't have any features then around that time uh, a couple of my other friends were uh his name Jew graham and tywick they both just started writing stuff for me and i was like okay so like the whole tapes just started to come together and i was like okay well these songs have absolutely nothing to do with each other i gotta find a way to kind of connect everything so um so i just listened to like the order of everything try to get everything ordered in a specific way so it has some kind of flow to it and then i was just like boom no more excuses just dropped it hands up how it is is how it is now the me like the professionist me is like nah i was like i i feel like i should have still waited a little bit for those songs but then like everybody else they say they just like the songs they really love the songs so i'm like okay i'm just gonna have to I'm just gonna have to just start putting stuff out now so that's why i just dropped shakedown so that's why that one's on there well, yeah and that one is with uh was a graphic, graphic yeah, yeah. And the one you mentioned earlier yeah so um most of the beats that i have that i've worked with have actually come from graphic music like he's just he, i just really love his ear for music because he's just he's he's one of those people that just you could just tell that he's just meant for greatness just because like he's he's at a young age when he understood like one he's he was a uh, before even i think either before he turned 20 like you know how hard that is like you're just a kid and you're going viral for your material so obviously you have the talent and then when i started talking to him and just like following him and seeing his stuff i'm like like he's really good with marketing like he's and he's really good with graphic design like a lot of the videos that he makes and the cover art that he has he does himself and so like he just i was just like like i just was a huge fan of that so i was like okay when i just i reached out to him randomly and he he reached out back and then that's how we were able to like to connect so like he follows me on instagram he follows me on twitter he i have his number like i can i can hit him up anytime if i need anything like that that relationship was is smooth like I, and like it's like situations like that where it's like okay maybe it was meant for me to be in music because i have somebody with a profile like that that i'm really good with that's been helping me out this entire time so i'm like I feel like if I just stop at this point, I kind of would just be wasting like the opportunities that I have. I feel so. That. Yeah, but uh, yeah, graphic music. He's more of um, he's more of a producer, and that's why for the song itself, he made that beat. I just wanted to have him featured in there. And the crazy thing is, after I did that, he actually dropped his first song, like him with him actually rapping on it. It's really good. It's really good. It's called Down the Road. It, check it out. It, it's it's good. So. And shakedown was that was you freestyling, right? Yes, that was that was me freestyling. Like that was whenever I like write songs, like that that one specifically. The reason why I like it is just because it was just like I was. That was one of the ones I was just listening to the beat, and I was just like trying to just like how how do I feel about it? It's like shakedown. Let me see you shake now. It's like it's just like one of those songs that has a bunch of energy behind it. So, um, so yeah, that's how I came up with the shakedown. But that one. I just love that beat. I wish I if if I could just drop the beat itself without my lyrics on it, just so people could hear what it sounded like. It's just it's yeah. just crazy. 
It's crazy. Oh yeah, dude. I, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and um, and so where did the chopped and screwed version of No More Excuses come out of? So actually, um, kind of like you, a friend of high, a friend I had in high school named Devlin Bush. He, uh, I, I knew I I got in contact with him through a mutual friend. Um, he's like in you know, my my main group, like my like group chats. He's he's in there. Uh, he I think uh, my friend shared my music with him, and then he kind of had like the oh that's Cameron kind of moment. There was just like yeah. wait what? So then. Uh, uh, through him through my friend mutual friend john uh he reached out he was like hey i like the album like i really like the album um and i'm starting to do more chopped and screwed stuff like would it be is it okay if i do that with the entire project and i was like i mean it's cool and it was it was just really interesting because uh, the producer that i had uh oliver he was just telling me how like the other like right before that happened how riff Raff was just like chopping and screwing different uh albums and whatnot and he's like, maybe that's an idea that you could do. And I was like, it's like, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm down. And then the, I write a week later, that's when I got hit up for like the chopped and screw version of that. So it was just, it just, it was just crazy because uh, originally, like he said, he just sent me like an example of one of the first songs. I think it was um, in the duffel, in the duffel. Uh, he chopped and screwed that one. And then I was just like, it was interesting because I really didn't listen to, to chopped and screw music like that. So like the first listen to it, I was like, okay, that's all right. And I was like, you know what? Let me play it again. And then I played it again, and I was just sitting there. And I was just like, "This, this is code. I like this. I yeah. like this." And so he said he was going to do it for the entire album. So I said, "Okay, cool." It's like he's like, well, "This is your project. So what I, I'm just going to provide you with the music. Anything that you want to do, go ahead. Like you want to chop it a specific way. If you want to reorder the songs, anything like that. Um, I even sent him the album work. Like he, uh, the the album." work that's out there for the chapter's crew. He he made that based off of the, the original from uh, No More Excuses. So like, I just was just like, here, just go ahead, go crazy. And that was just how we, that one came out. And- um, Pretty awesome when someone builds their own spin on something you made. Mm -hmm. And like, I would still, because it's my tape, I like, I would still like, let them know like, hey, this part sounds like a little bit, like, what if you tried this instead? or. Uh, like I would just give them like little suggestions here and there, but for them, like like ninety seven percent of the entire project, that's off his fingerprints. He he used to be a DJ when he was in school at Madison, so I that's I think that's where he got that experience with like working with like records and stuff like that. So like he was he was really good. It was he was really good at that. So I, I definitely appreciate him uh, reaching out for that. Big shout out. So um. Yeah, uh, so that leads us to now. Um, so I know you're you're working on another record, Yonko on Yonko, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, tell me uh, what the people can expect. Uh, yeah, wh where are you at? So for Yonko, I actually, right now, I'm kind of in a pickle because I have 130 songs started. So yes. yeah, so I'm like, I'm really indecisive right now on like what stuff like, I want to finish, but Yako and Yako for that tape, um, that's going to be, all that stuff is going to be stuff that I personally made the beat for and I wrote to. That's going to, that's going to be my fingerprint on the entire thing. So everyone will hear like my lyrics to my own music. Like this is, when I listen to music, this is the kind of stuff that I listen for. Like this, if I was just, you just handed me a blank slate and said, here, create something, this is how it's going to start from the ground up. 
So that's the idea for Yonko on Yonko. Uh, right now, I think I have like six or seven songs started. That's one of the uh, 130 that I need to finish. But um, for that one, for that one, I'm probably gonna try to have that one done within the next couple months, just because I know I, I'm working on a track for Halloween. It's called Vampire. And that one, I have a feeling that that, that one's gonna be a really good one. Like that's 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 one of the ones like I like I said I'm really nitpicky about stuff. That's one of the ones like where I I just need to fix a few parts and I'm just I'm I'm ready to drop that one. So I've been kind of focusing on like finishing that one. But uh, for Yanko and Yanko, like I like I mentioned, like that's just that's all all me from the beat structure to the mixing of the vocals to the lyrics itself. Uh, all that's gonna be me. So that's i can guarantee that's gonna it's gonna sound like nothing you've ever heard before guarantee because uh, i me and my friend ty wick we both make beats and anytime we like just are asked to just make a beat and just like uh, just out of thin air it never sounds like anything that's out it's the craziest thing even with like my style of rapping people say i don't really rap like a specific person like you usually you can tell like oh you're going going for like a uzi sound or like a playboy card it's very rarely do people say I sound like anybody. So that's a, good, think, that's a good feeling. Like Yeah. And I think that's just because of my background of like the music and what I grew up listening to. Like it's just the it's a rare combination. Like you're not gonna find a lot of people that grew up like that. Oh yeah. Well, that's very exciting that you know you you feel the authenticity and like you don't feel like you're you know emulating anything you're 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 definitely like this is purely you so yeah I, i'm very much looking forward to uh hearing it and uh, take your time you know you've got a lot of, in the chamber obviously mm. it's, it's dope that you know you're really getting immersed in this uh yeah it, it, it can definitely be a rabbit hole sometimes but uh yeah it's great to have more than less yeah and it's crazy that you said I, I have a lot in the chamber because really, one of the songs that I have is called Chamber, and that's literally how it's that's literally how it starts. I got one in the chamber, and it was just like you have no idea what I have who's in store right now. So, hey, you're a Yonko. You're yeah, you're... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Right on. So, as we're uh, closing out here, uh, Cameron, I ask everyone the same two questions, and the first one is, uh, what keeps you up at night? If I'm losing sleep over anything, it would be like something that I'm working on just bugging me because it's not working out the way that I want it to. Cause like, again, perfectionist. So like, that's like, that's one of the most irritating feelings. Like, it's like, I'll be in the process of fixing something and I'll get irritated that it sounds the way it does. And I'll just stop. And I'm just like, I have to mentally check out. Like I have to, I have to do something else just because it's, it's working my nerves. So like that would be something that that keeps me up. Um, also, just like not knowing what to do. Like I mean, like everything that's up to this point kind of happened by like chance. And now I feel like I'm, I'm I got to get to a point where I'm like I know what I'm doing. Where I like I have to at least plan something to continue to move forward. So like just knowing what to do next. What's what's going to be the next step. Um, uh, how do I start making money from this kind of stuff? Because I know a lot of a lot of artists do a lot of other stuff aside from just like making the music itself. So it's like figuring out how I like what way I want to transition. Like, do I want to go into clothing? Do I want to go into like 
like data? Do I want to do like, just like, it's just that kind of stuff keeps me up at night too. Um, then I'd say, I'd say those are the two things that keep me up, like just knowing what to do next and knowing how to fix what's wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Again, once you infiltrate the game, it's like, you're not out of it. So like mm -hmm. you're, you're forever like opening a portal to new possibilities and you have to keep up with that. So yeah, I, that keeps me up at night too. Mm -hmm. Well, the other question is uh, it's on a lighter note is what puts you to sleep? knowing that I finished what I need to finish and I don't have to worry about it anymore. That's yeah. just the feeling, the feeling of accomplishment. Um, just fun. knowing, knowing that I did my best and people actually like it. And like, I mean, if people don't like it, that's your prerogative. Like, and, and everybody's not going to like everything, but just like knowing like the people that I care about most that like my stuff, like that, that puts me to sleep. Like I'm, I have no worries. I'm not worried about anything. I know I'm heading in the right direction. Uh, like, uh, for example, like um, there was a, a NBA personality named uh, Joy D'Angelo. Um, I was just like, I was contemplating on whether I should keep doing music or not. And then out of the blue, one day, she just started like three of my beats on Instagram. That's awesome. No clue how she found it, like nothing. And I just looked her up. I found out she was an NBA personality. I was like, oh. Okay, so I've had uh, like uh, I don't know if they're not. I've had producers that have got like gold, uh, gold plaques from helping artists like my stuff. I've had her I like my stuff, so it's like I had my relationship with graphic music. So it's like every every time I feel like I should stop or go in a different direction, something keeps pushing me forward. So um, stuff like that helps me sleep at night. Right on, dude. I'm I'm glad you're doing it. Like I'm I'm glad that uh, your serendipity of the mm -hmm. universe just like made things but like took took you in this direction and uh yeah. and it, yeah it's dope when you get that like validation not only from people close to you and that love mm -hmm. you but also just from people you know you never thought would like just that come out of nowhere like that out of nowhere yeah so i i definitely i like that's like for me that's one of the best feelings because it's just like you don't expect it like you're just going about your your daily routine whatever you're doing all of a sudden something just really good happens it's just like I didn't like I didn't, I didn't wasn't like trying to weasel my way to get to that point. It just it just it, happened. It makes or breaks it sometimes. Like it can be the determining factor behind like I'm inspired to keep doing this versus I'm not and I feel like giving up. You know, it's like mm -hmm. like it it can be like that sometimes. So yeah, especially like around like at this point in life, it's just like like the older you get like money becomes like a priority like it, it yeah. you don't you don't feel like it should be like that but it, it is because if you want to do anything you're going to have to have money especially yeah. in this society so it's like it's trying to it's trying to marry the two that's the next step that's right right on dude thanks for being on the show uh great to see you and catch up and i'm glad to i'm it's awesome to hear like how you came into this and what you got in store hey thank you i appreciate you inviting me for this and I also appreciate the article that you wrote for me. Like that was one of those those things, those things that caught me by surprise. So I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah, man. We we got another one coming up this week uh, on the new single. So uh, All right, that I appreciate it. Got you, man. Uh, happy to. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, for everyone watching, uh, I'll be tagging C Yonko, uh, so you can check him out on streaming services. Uh, stay tuned for Yonko on Yonko uh, out soon. He's got 
lot of music coming up. So uh, yeah, we'll be watching. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.